Hello, welcome to the Dentist Profit Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Harry Singh. Really excited with today's guest. Um, for once, you probably won't hear me speak too much because you'll take the show. Someone I've known and respected for a number of years. Welcome, Anna Middleton. Hello. So, multi-award winning hygienist therapist, founder of the London Hygienist. Um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of what you achieved in your short career. So for those people that have been living in a cave or under a rock for the last 20 years and don't know who you are, if you want to give a small introduction to who you are, what you've been doing, what you've done, and where you're going. Okay, so I qualified as a hygienist in 2015 from the university, uh, well, not even university, from Eastman Dental Hospital, and then uh, started London Hygienist, which is uh, my direct access uh, based business, which I founded to change the way oral healthcare is delivered to the public, but also improve access to dental services. Obviously, something that has been very hot in the yeah. in the sort of press. So I think I've sort of somehow um, foreseen uh, <laughs> that this was coming. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. during actually during COVID, I went back and did dental therapy as a top up at Essex, okay. and yeah, I sort of used. Um, you know, social media played a big part in helping me grow the business and the brand, uh, which then led me to sort of be working with large, you know, dental industry leaders in terms of, you know, not only professionals, but companies. And yeah, yeah no two days are the same. Perfect. So you mentioned direct access. Was that your intention right at the beginning when you were qualifying? Was it a big goal of yours? <laughs> no. So funny enough, direct access sort of came into play while I was at uni. So it got me thinking, you know, if uh, this is going to be something what would that look like so I googled London hygienist and nothing came up yeah. and that's when I sort of swiped up all the you know the website the social media handles and then I sat on it because my dream was always to qualify and just work on Holly Street and do like four days a week get paid you know fixed amount and yeah. and that's as high as I'd set my bar I did that hated every minute of it and that's then really when I was like okay I now need to push forward with London hygienist and take that to the next level and I'm glad I have because obviously look where it's got me. I know. I know. Um, we're on the same page in terms. I always say to our delegates, never pick a business under your name, Tracy Jones Aesthetics, because you're looking at IP, the future value, long term, and then yeah, London Hygienist is probably one of the best IPs you could have in your industry. Thank you. <laughs> make me an offer for the London Hygiene. Yeah. one day one day I will sell for an undisclosed amount and yeah. uh, retire to my private island where I will invite you to come and join us this is like Adidas and Nike when they say yeah Nike they go yeah undisclosed amount because it's too much yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously you're the queen of social media did you realize early in your career that you needed to um, showcase cases your personality via social media you know what it's funny because uh, you know anyone who knows me knows I work really closely with Dr Rona Iskander we used to work together on a Saturday and it was actually I was still a dental nurse while I was at uni and Rona was really you know breaking into using social media and it's sort of we you know we started doing posts together and then as I was trying to grow London Hygienist, you know, all my posts were my call to action. I needed patients. I had no bums in seats. And yeah. I guess it was really early on when, you know, healthcare professionals were utilizing social media as a marketing tool. And it's true, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words before and afters, you know, really sort of sold the sold the, the appointments themselves. They didn't really have to do much. And then yeah. people want to invest in you as the clinician, you know. The whole point of London Hygienist was that, 
I understand the reality that the fear of pain and lack of control are massive barriers. So to show my, you know, my patients and my future patients, hey, look, it's me that you're coming to see. I'm a human too. I'm not so scary. You know, they, they felt like they already knew me then before they came to their appointment. So that instantly removed some of the barriers that they may have felt. Yeah. And you touched on that in terms of what's your mixture of clinical post compared to personality, family post? I know a lot of people, clinicians, don't want to post about their personality, private life. What's your view on that? The thing is, I am my brand and it's sort of changed and evolved over the years. If you scroll right back to, say, post one as to, you know, in comparison to post now. And I've had to um, re-look at my marketing scheme at times because I'm fully booked. So therefore, for me to be posting pictures of, you know, before and afters, whitening cases, people are going to call up and they'll be like, well, you can't get in for three months. Yeah. So for me instead, I have to just at this particular time, I've decided to just utilise my personality to just maintain my place within the industry and within my business so therefore it sort of changes as you go along and you know people people buy into that they're interested in it I didn't realize that would be a you know such a thing but because it has worked I've just sort of carried on going with it but anyone who doesn't have the experience or the confidence you need to be careful with what you're you know, perhaps putting out there and how that can be, be perceived. You know, I give a little bit away, but I don't give everything away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually that leads us, what what mistakes do you see people making with social media? Uh, I think if you're going to have, you know, for example, accounts, you need to make sure you have the difference between a personal account and a business account. A business yeah. account works in a different way. It gives you much more insight. It's also, you know, that that's for the public so I don't really have any personal accounts I've I've, you know I pretty much solely use social media for my business pro you know profile I actually really enjoy disconnecting and not going on there you know in my free time now so that's quite nice and I think that's really important to not get uh swallowed up in it that it becomes you know an obsession and unhealthy because you can get into the whole doom scrolling comparing yourself to others and you will miss out on the precious moments in life. That's it, yeah. And I'm big, yeah, stay in your own lane, concentrate on what you're doing. And I, I said in a previous podcast, people are posting their best life stories com- and you're comparing that to your worst parts there. Yeah. You're never going to win that game. Um, so I know you do facial aesthetics and how did you get involved in facial aesthetics? Well, I don't know if you know, but there's this guy called Harry Singh and um, <laughs> he has a course. <laughs> and so I did, I did BTC and it was really, really great. We did it together a couple of years ago. So yeah. I've made a decision that with my sort of uh, facial aesthetics, I I think if you're going to do something, you need to really dedicate yourself to that, to be, yeah. you know, to excel in it. It's all very well having strings to your bow, but you could be a jack of all trades and a master of none. And I've always been one of those, you know, London hygienist is what I am known for. So therefore, you notice I don't really sort of dibble dabble and, you know, sh- yeah. have everything out there. It's one of those. I I do my, uh, if I'm going to do some facial aesthetic stuff, I, you know, I pick and choose my wins. And it's generally uh, the easy wins that I'm going for. And they're, you know, pretty much... Uh, People that I know I'm going to get an easy result with, for example, and it's, you know, it's my sort of demographic and yeah. pretty much friends and family. Um, so then that's how I've chosen to just sort of operate at this stage. But in the future, I may choose to, you know, delve into it a bit more. Yeah, and that's quite important. Like 
you have to stick to your brand as yeah. And we all know specialists make more money doing generalists. It's like I speak yeah. to Klaus from Digimax. He could do websites for any industry, but he's stuck to dentists because then he wants to be known for that particular field. He's going exactly. to be a professor and just have knowledge on that part. <laughs> um, I know you're going to say yes to this. Have you ever posted a TikTok video? Yeah, so um, I have actually. Um, I I dabbled with the idea of for a long time. I felt TikTok wasn't the platform for for myself in terms of marketing. Yeah, uh, I didn't feel that the, the the users for that were going to be the types of clients that were booking into to see me. However, from a sort of again industry point of view, personality, just brand. Yeah. It's, you know, it's definitely where people are spending a lot of their time. And unfortunately, you know, if you don't keep up with the time, you will miss out. Yeah. Uh, but it's a fine line because, again, as I said, my business is going well, work's ticking over nicely. Do I need to be spending all my time creating TikTok content? Probably not. If I sat down and made a bit of time just to keep that rolling in the background. But at the moment, even just the few videos I've posted, I'm gaining followers without even really doing much. Yeah. And some of the videos I've I've shared on there, I've just rinsed and repeated from other, you know, platforms. Um, but some of them have, you know, I've only got probably 400 followers on TikTok, but some of the videos have had nearly 50,000 views. Okay. So, and what is, one of them is just me cleaning under my ortho wire with a TP brush. <laughs> If anything that's a bit, you know, like sort of niche or, you know, how to's do really well or fat busting and things you didn't know, anything that's a bit clickbait and you're going to share and people are going to either share or save it is is the sort of best tactic I've found when creating content on there. Yeah. And it's important you were saying that, yeah, even though you're booked up, you still need to be doing a little bit more behind the scenes because they always say best time to dig a well is when it's raining, not when yeah. you etc. <laughs> Um, so what was the best or most important advice you got when you were starting out in your career? Um, so yeah, so some of that, there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. Yeah. Cause you know, I'm young, I have no experience in, you know, I have no business background. I never studied anything and I'm sort of learning on the job. Uh, you're going to get it wrong sometimes, not just, you know, from a business perspective, clinically as well. You know, yeah. I'm a relatively new dental therapist as well. And I'm, you know, I'm overcoming little hurdles when I'm, you know, now trying to apply my newfound skills. Um, I left an open contact. I did, you know, two uh, restorations, took the band off, giant open contact, could have yeah. cried. But, yeah. you know, I learned from it and, and that was fine. I, I fixed it. The patient's yeah. happy. I've, I won't do that again. So, yeah, it's, it's just feedback. Um, making sure you have a work-life balance really important so so important and also um I'm pretty sure maybe I learned this from you the 4d do it defer it delegate it dump it yes yeah. don't you don't have to do everything I know <laughs> there <It don't. laughs> yeah so yeah no yeah the, the d's is a, yeah it's, it will save you so much time because there is enough time for what's important in life yeah, yeah. so if people try to do everything there so talking about mentors and how they helped you, I know you um, run study clubs and run courses. So if you want to tell our audience a bit more about those? Yeah, so I think it's, um, listen, I'm I'm still learning myself. I'm actually going on a course on Saturday. I uh, created Thrive, yeah. which was to help other hygienists and therapists um, sort of feel confident building their own brands, working in a systematic way 
both clinically and you know throughout their personal life essentially it's a crash course of everything I've done in the last 10 years to get me to where I am today and you know it it takes you know I've been on not only your sort of uh, facial aesthetics course but I've done your marketing course as well you you oh you have to keep training you have to keep learning and then once you have those skills you need to implement them if you're not implementing them then you're going to have to keep going back to refresh on them, hence why I'm going on another course. Um, and then I think having a mentor, particularly if you do want to excel in a particular field, whether it be, you know, I have a bit of a business mentor. Um, I've also got people who I class as personal ones. But for example, if you were wanting to say embark in facial aesthetics, you know, no two faces are the same. You can learn the principles and the basis, but, you know, having that mentorship and someone really sort of helping you hone in on those skills, it takes it to the next level. Yeah, because it is quite a lonely profession because you learn a course, you learn a new skill, then you're left in most schools to do it yourself. Yeah. And then you want that network on that mentoring. And you probably like you, you've probably met loads of hygiene therapists and dentists like me like course junkies so you see them on every week and every course but how much actually do implement there so implementation is the key and i had a late on thrive one of the delegates actually came a second time because she was like i loved it so much but she yeah. said i'm one of those people i need it to go in twice and she said i already implemented so much from the first time round that yeah. i want to come back and then take it to the next level so, you know, there's no harm in doing things twice. I've, I've lost count of the diplomas and restorative things I've I've been on. Um, but again, it's one of those, you can only take in, what's the, what do they say? You take in about 10%? Yeah, even less than that. Yeah, yeah, so you've got to really, really keep going with it and, and do the work outside, you know, listen to podcasts, do your reading. If you've got, you know, an, an interest in whatever subject it is, just keep being a sponge and, and soak it up. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because some of my favourite books I'll read every year again because you're a different person, you're a different level, and you actually pick up different stuff because you're more advanced. Yeah. Um, I know you're very ambitious. Um, where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? Hopefully retired. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think, do you know what? Money courses in the Bahamas. Yeah, from my from my private island. No, um, this is going to be a big year for me. The next few years, I've I've set aside to work on a really big project. Um, I've I feel now is the sort of I've learned everything that I sort of need to at this stage to really start implementing a big big plan and big project. I want to grow London hygienist. I feel um, the utilization of hygienists and therapists it, it is the future and. I, I've always had a good feel for spotting gaps in the market. And obviously I can't give too much away, but watch this space and we'll do another podcast and, and to catch up on how that's all going. Perfect. I'm excited for you. Um, Thank you. And you're like me, it's never the best, best clinicians, the best known clinicians. So how important do you think soft skills are like communication, marketing, social media so so important one of the big things I talk about on my course is actually sort of communication um and I've been on several courses that have really helped me hone in on my skills because marketing is one thing but learning how to get the message out there and how to streamline that is what will set you aside from other people because essentially what I do 
there are many many other clinicians out there doing it yeah. the the difference is it's how i've i've managed to market myself how i i communicate even if you look at the copy on things like my social media posts or my website and how i uh talk to patients it's 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 almost like a rehearsed script yeah. but it closes the deal you know, yeah. a patient will come in for a whitening consult. I have a hundred percent conversion rate because they've already. I know they're coming. Yeah, it's fine. I just have to talk to them in the way that you know they're going to sell it to themselves. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, definitely. Which uh, I've learned skills from you on that as well. I learned <laughs> from you at our events. There. Yeah. But... <laughs> um, actually, going back, um, did you have family members that were hygienist therapists in dental field? What made you choose that field? No, I actually did sound engineering and music tech when I left school. I uh, worked for an arts company for a while. And then it was just around the time of uh, when the credit crunch hit. So all the funding for the projects I worked on dried up. I was working in, you know, bars and restaurants. Uh, just trying to, you know, hold down jobs wherever I could. And then I decided I really wanted to study again. But at the time, just packing up and moving away wasn't really an option for me. So a friend of mine said, have you thought about becoming a dental nurse? Because you can become an apprentice, you, you know, get paid and study at the same time. I was like, perfect. And it was then when I, when I started, I was working with the hygienist. I never even, I'll be honest, I didn't even know what a hygienist was yeah. at the time, let alone a therapist. And then that was it. I was like, this is what I want to do. And the rest, yeah, it's history. Perfect. Um, have you had any aesthetic treatments? Harry, <laughs> I see Egyptians embalm at death. I'm <laughs> embalming now. Um, do you know what? One thing I do to look after now is my skin. Yeah. And um, yeah, I got no problem with, you know, tweakments. I think if you look like you've had work done, then you've had bad work done. Yeah, um, I think it's amazing how you can have minimally invasive work done. I actually had my nose done with a little bit of filler. Um, the skin like boosting and you know <laughs> anti-aging it's things I take super seriously now I wear factor 50 sun cream every day I wear a hat um and I don't think there's anything wrong with it but when when you're trying to augment yourself uh I feel particularly as like as a female we all have you know insecurities or things you know we we would like to maybe look and feel a different way but I've always thought just, you know, the natural look is just so much nicer. And actually, I think having just looked after my skin has made me feel a lot more confident. Yeah. And that's what I think when I first started 20 years ago, it was all about injectables, Botox, fillers. And now it's half it is skin treatment, skin protection. Yeah. And yeah, when you're young, you sunbathe, put baby oil in, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you realise what the mistakes you made. Because I had such bad pigmentation and I've had it treated and everyone now, like I hardly ever wear makeup now just because I'm so, you know, it's just so much clearer. Yeah. I am actually 90 years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're 89, you're looking good. Um, I know you read a lot. What other free books you'd recommend to our audience? So I, I thought about this before... Um, because I wanted to make sure I picked some good ones. So for the soul, everyone yep. should read The Alchemist by uh, Paula uh, Coelho. Yep. That one is one book I do read every year as well. I get something different out of it every time. Uh, Chimp Paradox by Professor Stephen Peters. Yep. Uh, Steve Peters uh, really helped me uh, understand myself a lot more and my mind um, and how I then not only deal with um, 
my own emotions, but how I turn up as a person in my relationships, whether that be my personal ones, private runs, my friends, my family, but also with, you know, within work as well. And then lastly, um, if you are serious about, you know, business, marketing, as well as facial aesthetics, then obviously you've got to read Harry's book. (laughs) Thanks. I'll buy you a drink. The, bi- the Bibles. <laughs> but no, they are, you know, they, you know, particularly, I, you know, the, the facial aesthetics one is like a holy grail and a holy Bible for, for anyone who who is, you know, thinking about taking this seriously. Perfect. Because I know you've got a chapter in Shaz's book, Instagram for Dentists. Yeah. How did that come about and what do you talk about in that chapter? Um, so Shaz is, you know, absolute, you know, legend uh, amongst us and... Shaz has always been a massive uh, supporter of everything I've done since the beginning. And, you know, at the time when every, I guess for a long time, the light was always just shone on dentists and yeah. and things. And actually, you know, Shaz saw what I was doing. You know, we used to, I used to go to a lot of events and network and just sort of stick my little, my little <laughs> face in there. And yeah, Shaz was like, look, I think yourself and Lottie's in the book as well. And, yeah. you know, he said, you know, I want to get you guys in there to just, help shine light and when I run my course I always recommend that everyone gets Shaz's book because it just really is just so concise and a nice step-by-step of making sure you've implemented all the little things to make your social media like tick over nicely particularly at the beginning a couple of last final questions times Mm -hmm. so someone's thinking of a career starting out career in dental hygiene therapy what advice would you give them Make sure you know the you know know the role really. You need yeah. to know what you're getting yourself into. I may I may make it look like it's amazing and fun and glamorous, but there are still days where I you know I come home and I can scream into a pillow. I think shadowing um, hygienists and therapists in in different settings will give you a really good insight into that. And you need to think after you qualify, what is like what do you want your life to look like? Are you in it? You know, is it because you just want to stack cash do you want to make a change do you have you know a special interest in something because I think you can't just go blindly into these roles and you know I got a short sharp shock when I qualified because it wasn't all that I thought it was going to be but I've managed to navigate it after all these years to get myself to a place where I'm like okay yeah I've got the work-life balance right business is good I'm happy I know what I'm doing but I can't be responsible for other people's you know outcomes with with their future yeah. actually that was the second part of the question what oh sorry that's <laughs> no, no, fine that's good, good to know, but you're de- you're right in terms of most people the business runs their life and your yeah. life should be running the business and plan the business whether yeah it's more about saying you know how many days do you want to work how many patients you want to see and then plan around that don't copy everyone else Okay, it's been a pleasure, Anna. I've made Thank loads you. of comments there. So if people want to find out more information about what you do or follow you or sign up to any of your courses, how can they find out more? Uh, all the social media handles are at London Hygienist and the website is uh, LondonHygienist.com. And that's what really important point because I see so many people with a different social media handle, different website, and it's just hard to follow. If you just keep it consistent like you've done. Um, so thank you, Anna, for your time. Really thank you. Yeah, and we'll be in touch soon.